It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome to yet another all-star edition of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast, based on the book of the same name, The 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders. And of course, as you know, much like the Beatles, the host of this show, the real man with the plan, is also a paperback writer. Steve Noodleberg, today you are adorned by the jacket that is on the cover of your best-selling book. This, this taking it back to the this cover. Blazer was retired. Yeah, up until today, we actually filmed a bunch of video. Bring it back. That will go along with the content from the book. So bring it back. Being the branding master that I am. Yes, you are. Created some brand consistency. That's what's important. Everybody here at ESPN noticed. Yeah. yeah, that's the blazer from the cover of the book. Hey, it worked for Santa Claus. Totally. He wore the same outfit. People All always knew who he was. They let him, they never, never got lost at the dry cleaner. Strangers let him come into their house late at night, <laughs> leave things for their kids. By the way, what's up with Santa? Like it's a he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. That's creepy. That's a that's a, the whole a premise is a little bit. But we let it happen once a year. And this guy's in our bedroom. Yeah, something's not right. And we tell our kids like, don't talk strangers. Don't take candy from strangers. Except on October 31st, go to that weird guy's house and ask for food and then eat it. It's fine. Where do you go with that? Where, where do you? Where do you come up with this? I just stuff? I remember being a kid and they're like, "Don't talk strangers. Never get in a car with a stranger." And and then and then when the internet age came around, we were like, "Don't talk to strangers on the internet." And remember, never get in a stranger's car. And now we use the internet to tell a stranger to come pick us up in their car. Isn't that nuts? What what does yeah, the world come to? It's crazy. What's but the world come to? You, I love that about you. You have this inquisitive unique mind, way, unique way of pulling yeah. stuff together and getting it back to a place. That actually matters. That's exactly right. And that's what's important, is that getting it to a place that matters, because most right. of my life doesn't. It's hot as ever outside. It is. And you're talking about a Santa Claus. Season. We are based so. in South Florida that don't know this podcast is global, of course, in its distribution. But we are based in gorgeous Palm Beach County, Florida, right along the Intracoastal Waterway, as we broadcast this podcast from the ESPN at West Palm Studios. Um, it's that time of year when it gets a little warm outside. And you start thinking about tropics, and you start thinking about islands. Ooh! We've got an island with us today, don't we? Yes, no we man do. is an island. Look at this guy, man. <laughs> Episode 29, you brought in as our guest, the founder of Hustle Island and many other projects of note. Greg Berry joins us on the podcast. Greg, Hustle Island, I like, I'm already in. Just based on the name alone, I'm already in. Thank you. Let's do the hustle. And that's, right. and that's by design, I imagine. Yeah, it's just the, um, I always was an entrepreneur and always was. Uh, basically stranded on Hustle Island. What was alone. your first good idea? As an entrepreneur, what was your first good idea? Selling a shirt that said A-God at uh, Yankee Stadium for A-Rod. Instead I, would, of, I wouldn't call it a good idea. And, okay. It was an idea. <laughs> All right, so the first idea you had as an entrepreneur was instead of A-Rod, A-God. Yep, was a the G bit. capitalized of God? Yes. Did you get any backlash from the church? We got a lot of backlash from a lot of people. Ended up getting chased out by the police, but wow. we still got. Did uh, you sell other shirts? I think we made about three thousand dollars in fives and tens. How about that? <laughs> and it's entrepreneurial to push it to the limit. That's exactly we right. Know that. And when you can get that kind of controversy involved, free publicity, 
Uh, that's part of the entrepreneurial spirit. How can I, I be look, willing to look, take look what this? What IHOP did this week? IHOP got everybody, people who hadn't eaten at IHOP in years, were all crazy upset on social media because they were changing their name to IHOP with a B. And then it turned out the B wasn't breakfast; it was burgers, and people went crazy. And then IHOP was like, "Oh, by the way, we're not really changing our name; just a little promotional period that we're in." But they got every damn radio show, television show, social media outlet to make this thing viral. You know what that cost them? Nothing. It's a good idea. It's a great it's idea. It's a really good idea. So, so nobody's still going to eat it. <laughs> You'd be, you be surprised. Yeah. You, and you might Dude, be surprised be what you might do along uh, North Palm Beach, A1A, uh, US1 around uh, 2 a.m. Because uh, there is an IHOP they, right there. They still make pigs in a blanket, though, don't they? That's. I don't think so. No. Is that socially incorrect now? Probably? Pigs in a blanket? <laughs> no, that's a hot dog inside of a crepe. Pa- oh, uh, that's what they call their, hot, their pancakes with the sausage inside. Oh, did they? I don't I think know. So yes, Greg Barry. Let's go to let's go to Ken. Ken Levicka, voice of the FAU Owls. Have you had pigs in the blanket and an IHOP? I have. I Hobbs <laughs> version is the sausage wrapped in a pan. That a boy. All right, if you say so. I'll go Alex for two hundred. All right, tell us about your guest, please. How you came in contact and why he is here today. So Steve. you know, I'm constantly harping on the power of the internet. I spend a lot of time in social media and all mm-hmm. the digital channels. Yep. I was served an ad for this really cool-looking T-shirt that said, Hustle. Well, I hustle. I love sharing that with people. It was a great-looking T-shirt, great-looking ad for free. And I did a little homework, and I said, you know what? I'm going to jump on this. I like the shirt. I'm going to do it. So you were incentivized, which plays off the heels of our last podcast. Correct. You were incentivized by a shirt. Normally, you know, something sounds too good to be true, it is. And we always learned in 11... Well, I got... I got thrown out of 11th grade um, economics, I guess, uh, uh, about halfway through the year. About halfway through the year. The teacher said, I can't deal with you anymore. You're just going to get a B. Go to study hall. I don't care. And he told the principal, like, I will not have him in my class. I don't but I learned before I got thrown out of class, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So you got offered a free T-shirt. So, so here's well, what's different. Hunt. Here's what's different. I, you know, there's so many ads on Instagram now and everybody's sponsoring stuff like that. This was a very clean offer. Mm-hmm. Shirt, pay for shipping. Here you go. Yeah. Great. I was willing to do that. And then the messaging was spot on. Spelled right. Very, very entertaining. When you say crisp. spelled right, you mean it wasn't obvious that it was out of China and some fake yeah, scam you know, thing? Where I, I looked at something the other day. That looked like something that would be cool. It was like a um, a neoprene vest that mm-hmm. sort of created a sauna effect. Right. There were so many misspelled words in the in the website. It was out of China. I said this has got to be bullshit. Yeah. I, you know what? So it turned me off. So this particular scenario, yep. I really like. It was very crisp. It was very fast. Hustle Island. And then I went and said, more than most people, I jumped in and found out who was doing it. Because you're inquisitive. So I was curious, and uh-huh. I said, I'm going to find the guy and, and tell him what up. And here he is, Greg Berry. What happened then, Greg? He just reached out. He said, can we jump on a call? I said, okay. He started the call with, hey, I'm Steve. How can I help you? And uh, I was thrown <laughs> off by he that. He said, I'm Steve, and how can I help you? Yeah, I was thrown off by that because I get a lot of emails and calls, and how can I help you is not When you say thrown off, you mean he piqued your curiosity, or you didn't have an instant reply to that, or what? Um, I was thrown off because usually people just, go on about themselves and tell me what, uh-huh. you know, how I could pay them, basically. Uh-huh. He came at it from a different angle and then um, sent me a book, sent me a couple of connections, which I actually really needed, some uh-huh. shipping industry connections. And I was just very impressed with the whole Look at way that. he did it. Look at that. 
Look at so that. it works. And by the way, Greg, uh, <laughs> distractingly so, people tell you, I imagine you sound like Dan Marino. I, unbelievable. Yeah, his, so much. Yeah, so you have the much. same cadence <laughs> and voice as Danny Marino. I thought this. I thought, we, I thought we, we were just with him last yes, week. Yes, we were. We were with him last Which Wednesday. Which was phenomenal. You were, by well, the way, you, know. you were fantastic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the questions were great. You're, you're just. Your boy Dan Marino's a good sport. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's a good sport. But we, you we, sound we, a lot like him, Greg. Okay, I so, remember that. So you do a lot. So so really, there's a lesson to be learned here already. You're you're an entrepreneur. You think for yourself you're a dreamer but also you're a doer and, and i always tell these young people on instagram when i say young people primarily males and females 21 to 24 mm-hmm. 25 i go there are dreamers there are doers there are those that have these ideas there's those go make it happen mm-hmm. so which one are you very small percent go and make it happen he picks up the phone he finds out how to get a hold of you calls you and says how can i help right so immediately uh, you realize this is going to be of symbiotic nature which is what the book talks about, which everyone, because aren't we all better now at seeing through the bullshit? Well, that, that's, aren't I we think, all better the, now? the big takeaway for, and we've become friends now. We, we, you know, had lots of interchange over the course of a couple of months. He now lives in West Palm Beach. He is now running our digital stuff. Um, we are already doing stuff with other clients. I mean, from this little interaction that on could a t-shirt have, could have been innocuous. <laughs> uh-huh. This, the opportunity is so large. Because he gets it. He was one of those guys that you just said is a doer. Mm-hmm. He understands digital. He's doing it for himself. He's building out all of these, you know, the words are these buzzwords like funnel and, you know, you know bringing people into your, your universe. He's got them going on. He's leading people to something. There is an art to doing it. He's doing it right. And I said, wait a minute. We need to be doing this together, which we're doing. I'm so excited about it. And because he's just a genuine guy, he said, this is what I do. You go do what you do. And all of that came from a nothing conversation. And because the ad was right and it, it connected with you and the verbiage was good and you said it read well, it was clean and you were incentivized. And then you said, hey, but also you're also you're different than most folks because you're always thinking about creating connections. You're always thinking about working together and making the universe a smaller place and being of symbiotic purpose to one another. You, you, you know, know, we talk about you the and rule. I are similar in that yeah, way. We talk about the rule in the book, you know, the give to get mentality. I, I legitimately live that way. I genuinely wanted to give to him because I saw that he was just starting. We, when we had the conversation, hey, I'm building this thing, whatever. I was fascinated with how he was doing it. So I felt like I could learn something. Mm which is learn to earn, right. so here we go again. But I figured if I put him together with, I figured he's shipping out T-shirts, he should meet my shipping client. Right. I figure he's accepting credit cards, he should meet my credit card partner, right. who is great. He meets both of them. We have other businesses going on with both of those guys. So you bring the right people to the table, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the, the truism is you are the average of the people that you hang out with. Repeat that and elaborate, please. You, you are the average. Yeah. Like the median? Yeah. You know, so the, the, the five people, I'm hanging out with him every day mm-hmm. over the last week, and we are crushing opportunity. Stuff is landing in front of us because he does something really well. I do something very different very well. We make each other better. So one and one is not two. The sum is greater than its parts. Yeah. You know, it's so, so that mentality, 
I don't think people get their arms around. And so I know I'm talking a lot, but no, Greg, how did you get to this point? You went from T-shirts with a God, Yankee (laughs) Stadium getting thrown out to now sitting here on this podcast with something called Hustle Island. What is your background in your entrepreneurial shift? He really is. He really is Dan Marino. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) My next uh, venture is going to be Dan Marino voiceover. (laughs) You know, you could make you could you could make phone calls and like wish people happy birthday. I already got it planned out. It's Dan Marino. Happy birthday. I got to go. Uh, but how did you get? Uh, it's been a long road. It's been um, just hustling. It's I didn't have any of the mentors. I didn't have the college. I didn't have anything. I come from a place called Waterbury, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Not much opportunity there. I um, just started off doing construction, and I learned I didn't want to do that. So I, that's a tip. If I had a book, do something that you hate. Right off the bat. It, I, I tell people, you know, they go, I don't know what I want to do. I yeah. said, figure out the things you don't want to do. Go clean and toilets. We can, and we can work process of elimination. <laughs> That's it. Right. I, I think that was the most important moment of my life. I um, got a digital camera, went and took a picture of a prosciutto. You guys know what prosciutto is? Of course. And What's I, prosciutto? Come on. You mean the uh, we have it at happy hour on a regular basis? Yeah, okay, and Lenora's big ham. Oh, okay, Pre- Italian. Prosciutto. Okay, yeah. okay, right. Yeah. Sorry. I okay. took a picture of a prosciutto, put it on eBay. Somebody bought it. I went and bought it from the store. I got a $60 profit, and that's basically how I started. From selling Italian hams. One Italian prosciutto turned to <laughs> two, and then I'd start doing gift baskets, and me and my mom would drive it around. We'd send out direct mailing. See, now I'm hungry for gobble Why did you even bring it up? <laughs> Why, what couldn't have been pictures of Little like oven mitts or something? I'm, <laughs> we now I'm got hu- some. Now I'm hungry for Italian lunch meats. So, so really, you just... Just kind of stumbled into the idea, the, the basic, the basics yeah. of economics: buy low, sell high, Stum- and be your own stu- boss. Uh, stumbled is a is a good word. Is is that how you would classify? Just just falling all over myself, right into it, just but willing to lear- learning by failure, right? Willing to fail and get up, and so, fail and get up. All right, so explain a little bit about Hustle Island because I'm already I'm in on the name. Okay. Hustle Island almost sounds like a VH1 reality series. It's um I think that there's a big gap in the marketplace right now. Everybody's looking at Gary Vaynerchuk who's running a two three hundred million dollar company, and you have these people that are trying to make a thousand dollars, and they're getting all their information from somebody that's running a giant business. All these um social media gurus, mm-hmm. and it's creating a it's like a cruise ship, and we're all on little uh, jet skis. Some people are on board floats. Okay. And we're watching the cruise ship go by saying, man, we, I got to get a cruise ship. And there's just these hundreds of thousands and millions of people that are just stranded on Hustle Island. You know, Steve says you got to build a network, but when you don't have $500, nobody wants to network with you. So we're building this island out called it Hustle Island. We share tips, bring in experts. We have an email series. We uh, connect each other through the T-shirts. So for entrepreneurs to utilize each other's resources. Correct. And to share knowledge for their own mutual symbiotic benefit. Correct. And then once you get to whatever level you're comfortable at, call it X amount per month, then you're off the island, and then you can go niche down and go into sales. or. So the, so the goal is to get off of the island? The goal is to get everybody off the island. We, you know, we're going to be talking about mental health, the stress that comes along with it. The um, Nobody really understands what you do. I mean, my parents still don't know what I do. I'm 33. I have two <laughs> how, how, how do they explain that? When you what? go home for the holidays and they say so they la- it's just it's just they laugh just like we do. We just I tell them what I'm up to. I'll tell them, oh, I met this guy. He's a salesman. We're doing this. And they'll just laugh. They've, you know, I've started so many businesses. I, I started a, um, my last company prior to this was a meal kit selling humongous, crazy burgers and mac and cheese. So it's like Blue Apron, but it was the antithesis. <laughs> it was the unhealthy version. It, it was, was the super, fun one. It was supremely unhealthy. <laughs> it was Red Apron. <laughs> Forget yeah. about Blue, it was Red. <laughs> yeah. Red meat, Red Apron. Ah. Yeah. 
All right. Do not, this uh, podcast, that. This podcast can't be released until they sign NDAs. Trademark that. Thank you very much. I'm on that. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, you, so your parents kind of don't understand what you do. Nobody, my but, wife barely gets it. But, but most, but most people don't understand entrepreneurs. They don't understand how we're wired and what makes us tick and no, you, how we deal with this maniacal. Yeah. But do your parents use the word, or is that the e word like a dirty word? Um, no, I mean, it's, do, they, it's, do they say our, our son's an entrepreneur? I mean, I, I've had some success, so they could, you uh-huh. know, uh, palate it now. Gotcha. So, and how would you describe helped. yourself? Did you say I'm an entrepreneur? I'm a thinker. Um, I'm the uh, Tom no, Hanks of uh, Hustle I, Island. I, I'm just curious. I I think at this point I do it more to learn, less about the opportunities. And the learn money. to earn, Steve. Come, shows up every day. No wonder you guys get along. Yeah, it, it's fascinating hanging out with him. Just seeing the, his energy levels and who he knows and the way he communicates and the way he just gives the value and doesn't expect to return. It's uh, you know. Just bringing me here. We had a meeting last night in Boca. Guy that is a very, very successful owner of a of an advertising agency who we've sort of been running around each other. Never had the chance to sit down, mm-hmm. and they got to witness both Shay and and Greg got to witness the the little mechanics or the dance <laughs> that goes on. And they, we both sat down. Both of us are wearing really nice blazers. I mean, he's bald. It was almost like you know the Bizarro world going on. And the chit-chat that was going on really wasn't going anywhere. Right. And I just cut to the chase. Yep. like you know. And he was like, wow, I've never seen anybody do that. And I said, well, that wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, hey, listen, I looked him straight in the face and I go, I don't know anything about you. I'd like to learn. Tell me who you are, where you're from, what makes you tick, how you got here, what your biggest challenges are. And the whole conversation changed because we opened the door to – instead of doing this little dance around each other to really spending quality time. And so you got to watch it. Yeah. And I, I'm from the internet, man. I started in 2006 online. I, I don't leave the house much. I got two kids. We homeschool. Right. We travel full time. So this whole, uh, it's been a whole new world for me. The, the idea of uh, kind of sitting down face to face with people. Yeah. As opposed to, cyber correspondence in which yeah. they may or may not be read or seen by the people that you believe you're talking to. Yeah, you uh you probably take it for granted, you know, as a, a different age group, but nowadays it's all digital. All things in balance. Well, well but so all things in balance. You could, need to be skilled in all area. Yes, and so what a great comment because part of the selling in the new millennium is you need to be good in a different environment you Mm -hmm. need to understand how to play on clay you know like if we were talking about tennis Roland Garros you need to learn how to play on clay it's different it's hard whatever but once you learn how to do that or have the right people around you that can teach you or whatever so you know this little uh, Reese's peanut butter cup here is chocolate and peanut butter right we work really well together because my skill sets complement his and that's probably the overriding thing I would put a bow on it is that there's so many talented people that when you put the right team together, mm-hmm. it's still very difficult to do it all on your own. Right. I think one of the entrepreneurial fallacies is that people think, oh, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I need to be good at everything. I need to be good at the you know the mm-hmm. financial side of the business. I need to be no, good at the No, you need selling. to know where to find the people that yeah. are good at those Bingo. things. Hey, you know, and so, Smart people don't know all the answers. They just know where to find them. And when you find them, you hold on to them. You treat them right. You, you do all the things that we're we're setting in place 
to build a very significant business. I'm super excited. So the early lesson out of today's episode 29 of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast, and we know a lot of people listen because it's, what can I learn? What what can I use from this that's going to help me make money? It sounds like everyone needs to be open to the idea of not only learning from others, but also teaching others. Because in some ways, it appears, Steve, that you've kind of taken Greg on as an apprentice in some area. While you're learning a ton from him, you're also teaching him in other areas. There's a there, there's a Mr. Miyagi, uh, Daniel uh, LaRussa, Karate Kid dynamic at play. So, so, you know, we talk about those aha moments. And if you're open to that and you, you don't take yourself too seriously and say, I can learn something every day, the, the things that we're putting in place, I have no feel for. They're very new. They're very different. It's a completely different terrain. But I'm taking what I know, offering it into the recipe, getting what he's doing, and I, I think what Greg's probably, I'll, I'll, I'll surmise it for you, is that your biggest takeaway is my philosophy that everybody is, you know, you're one introduction away from life-changing events. That's right. One introduction. And the universe is constantly speaking to you, and they're putting people in your paths, whether it's someone that is you're waiting for the train together or someone you run into. And you've done this on planes where you said, man, I don't know you, but we've been on the, I recognize you from the flights before. And then you've gone and done business and both benefited accordingly. And so I've lived that lifestyle, which is why it was very natural and genuine for me to reach out. I liked what he was building. Right. I genuinely was willing to offer him help. And then I see the results. Now it could have easily been, we weren't a match and there would have been mm-hmm. nothing there. And nothing ventured, nothing gained. Okay. But, you know, sort of that's the cadence that I think great, the top 5% of salespeople do is they're value creators every day. I'll create enough value that at some point it'll spill back. Because Greg said it, it caught him off guard when, yeah. when, when you said, hey, catches most my name is Steve. How can I help? Uh, that's not what you're accustomed to. Well, usually it's my name's Steve. I'm a marketer. I could help you do this. Well, here's, here's what you're doing wrong. <laughs> here's, here's what you're doing wrong. Yeah, yeah promises that. and and, and yeah. solicitation and then, for and financial say, gain. Yeah. Well, do you work on performance? No, sir. Okay. <laughs> so you don't really believe that you could help me. Okay. Understand. Uh, online relationships, taking them offline. I guess you witnessed this last night a little bit, uh, right? With with the with the meeting that Steve had. Yes, Steve is definitely bridging the uh, the gap with LinkedIn and taking the online, uh, offline mentality to online. And, um, yeah, watching it come about and um, just the directness of the question of, you know, basically how can I help you changes the trajectory of the relationship. Now, you're 33 years young, so you're a young guy. and can, if you, you do barely the, get out of the chair. But if you do the math out of this, you know, because you're not really 20 years old. 1998 is when it began to be in households, and families had computers and dial-up Internet with AOL. So 1997, 1998... Pretty much most folks then were like, okay, here's what the internet is. Here's how it works. Here's email versus USPS mail. So if you do the math, 20 years ago, you were 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So you were just entering the teenage years where computers were at the same time. So you're a different generation yeah. than myself and, and obviously Steve as well. Um, people are resistant to change. But it sounds to me like, Steve, you've got to learn the internet cyber ways. And it sounds like as well, on your end, you know, Greg, you, you've got to understand how the personal, in-person, face-to-face works. 100%. It, it's, it's, it's an interesting time in business and commerce. It's really fun. Because it, it's not all, it can't all be just the cyber digital. No. And it can never survive as it once did, no. where you fly to Cleveland today for a business meeting like it's Mad Men. The, that doesn't exist either. The, no. The, the meeting we took yesterday, 
I don't I don't know how I would have ever got that digitally. Me and Steve took a meeting, and uh-huh. um, I, I could have just emailed. I could have called. I could have done anything from my house. It would have never happened. Unless someone knew someone. Well, we had a very telling. significant opportunity right. that we created. We sat down, and what was interesting is that while that particular situation, they have not figured out their digital you know, prowess yet. They're mm-hmm. still figuring it out, and they were thrilled to potentially have us help them do that. One of the solutions was not only digital, but it was digital to a phone call. Am I right? Digital yeah. which, to a phone call. Which, which the, the guy was sitting there going, what do you mean? What do you mean? I thought that this would be all automated, uh-huh. and that's a fallacy. The digital part of it will generate interest, but there's still certain products and services that need a body. They need somebody that's going to say, hey, here, do this, do this, do that. And I found that fascinating as well. Yeah, there's a lot of companies out there that are pushing new solutions for profit. You know, they come into an age-old business like insurance, mortgage. Yeah. And they, oh, it's all automated. You could do it online. And the person in the archaic business call it is fascinated by that. And somebody makes out with a lot of money. And it's really a a 50-50. It's a bridge. It's you take what you do, which is phone calls, walk the person through the complex situation, and then you take what we do digitally and get them into the funnel, and that's how you do it. Into I the think. funnel. There's one of your buzzwords. Yeah, again. and understanding what a funnel is. In in my day, we created funnels. We didn't really know what they were. We called them pipelines, mm-hmm. you know, and pipelines were managed differently. The digital pipeline is really a funnel, is bringing people through the life cycle of opportunity. Yes, I'm interested. Yes, you know, the series of yeses to get them to the point where you're delivering something of value to them that they're willing to pay for. And and it's fascinating for me, you know, 40 plus years of sales to say, well, some of what I do still matters and some of it needs to morph and, you know, this other change or die. Sexy word is pivot. Right. You know, it's like Is that a buzzword now? I thought pivot, pivot. was pivot was only in basketball. Basketball, right? Gonna keep that one foot pivot down. Pivot is really cool. One of the areas we were supposed to cover today was the power of finding the right digital partner. What does that mean to you in particular, Greg? What does that mean finding the right digital partner? Hiring you. Somebody, <laughs> I, well, here's how I pitch it, and I pitched it yesterday in the meeting. If somebody tells you and this this might offend people, if somebody tells you that they can get you to the top of Google wouldn't you think they'd get themselves to the top of Google Correct. and go retire and never talk to you? <laughs> I always say when there was that job that was listed in the newspaper and it was like sports-minded people, exciting, unlimited opportunity, and it was in there every Sunday, I said, boy, if this job was so freaking great, right. wouldn't the other people that had it just give it to their friends and their family? Right. Or not need to put an ad on. Well, they wouldn't need to put an ad on, would they? And that's it. I think the Internet's created a lot of experts. Um, a big issue now is the complex industries, insurance, mortgage, people think they know it all. Mm-hmm. People think that Google tells them about the ins and outs of the industry. People take Google as, as if it is the laws of physics. They take it as, as a if PhD. it is science. Yeah. And it's, they forget it's a private you know, company that's owned by Scary. public individuals. It, it's, but but mm-hmm. we use the term Google as a noun and yes. a verb, and yeah. it is you know much like Kleenex is, and Xerox mm-hmm. was. But people forget that this is a for-profit because I can right. punch in the name of a certain Honda dealer, and at the top will come up a competing Honda dealer. Right. And I'm like, wonder why that is. It's pay to play. But it's, people forget, don't they? It's all pay to play, too. Are you yeah. shocked at how, I don't want to say ignorant, but uninformed or underinformed, 
some very successful leaders of business are when it comes to aspects of Google and SEO and well, it's just uncharted territories. It's like the ocean. We just have no clue. I'm a little bit uh, ahead of Steve, but I mean, there's people that are light years ahead of me. Right. So we all don't know. And then they don't even know. Well, people forget that they're getting the information from a source that is for profit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, you got that information because that person paid Google more than the person. Right. person well, but here's them. a real interesting takeaway. When you talk to professional service, service providers, whether it be a doctor, lawyer, accountant, insurance, their frustrations are really that the people who are coming into them already think they're the expert. Uh, you know, yeah. I've studied, I've done all my homework, I know everything there is to know about this legal case. I, you know, I'm just coming in here to verify it with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, right. What? I'm having a baby, but I already know what's going on. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. You know, it's, so so I think that false sense of, you know, I'm I'm the guy, I'm the mm-hmm. one, I've, you know, that I'm the destination. It's a very scary false. Last point, real quick. Success leaves clues. Area three to be covered today. What does that mean to you, Greg Berry, founder of Hustle Island? It means that you take a person, we'll call it Steve, we'll call it you, whatever it is, you got successful because of a couple variables, not the hundreds of variables, but there's two or three variables, and that's what I believe it is. Success leaves clues, and I'm watching Steve very closely over these past couple of weeks and months, and I'm just boiling it down, and then I'm going to you know, grab those down. couple clues. Yeah, because there's only a couple. That's a really good takeaway is that it is not uh, the entire menu. You, you got to find certain things to be good at. When I talk about my trainings, I talk about five or six different things that if you want to be really good in this business world that you need to master. And once you master those, the rest sort of follows. So. It's like sleep. The purpose of sleep is to, you know, scrub the hard drive of your entire day yep. and grab the one or two things that matter and then store them safely and get and rid of everything on, else. And move on. And that's what it's for. Uh, Greg Berry, founder, Hustle Island. Thank you for the time today coming through. It was great to meet you. And my takeaway from you was you're far too young at 33 to make those noises when you stand up and sit down. That's <laughs> <laughs> by sitting in the chair hustling all day. That's what I'm talking I told about. You he's really damn Marino's. So. Yeah. He really is damn Marino's. Sounds just like him. That's my next venture. There you go. Uh, Steve, we don't ask people how they're doing. Instead, we simply ask us to tell us something good. We've reached that portion of episode 29 of the Confessions Podcast. So why don't you tell us something good as we wrap up There's the old 29er. so much that's going on that's good, but I'm excited. Tomorrow I leave for Dallas. I have two speaking engagements in Dallas. I'll be Very working nice. with one of Jerry Jones's companies called Blue Star. Excited to work with them. And then I am the keynote speech, a uh, keynote uh, speech, uh, for, keynote speaker for the uh, BTA. Is there irony in that? <laughs> yeah, right. is, is there irony <laughs> in your inability to pronounce the word speaker? Shakespeare would say yes. Yes, there's no doubt about Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Well, congratulations yeah, on all the above. Yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun week. I'm really into uh, all the stuff we're doing. And uh, stay tuned because Greg and I are launching something really, really exciting in the next couple of weeks. Well, congratulations be, uh, to you both. Greg Berry, thank you for the time. Thank you very much. Steve, what do you say? Want to go for three? Zero? Wow, can you imagine? It's a big birthday. 30 for 30. In the 20s? 30, hey, yes, <laughs> 30 for 30. We'll go, we'll go for 30. Unreal, man. For Steve Nudelberg and our guest, Greg Berry, Josh Cohen, reminding you to get the book, hard copy, paperback, read it, and thank you again for listening. This time, we'll catch you the next time on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast. So long, everybody.